Parenting is hard, but there's help. Welcome to Everyday Parenting with Mary Beth Henry, a licensed marriage and family therapist and parent educator. Everyday Parenting utilizes face-to-face unscripted interviews with real parents, but names have been changed to protect their identities. Everyday Parenting will be out with new episodes every two weeks. Help support Everyday Parenting. If you have a business and would like to reach directly into the ears of our listeners, please contact us at parentingpodcast at gmail.com. Speech, language, and communication play a vital role in our lives. Without it, children have difficulty communicating their basic needs and can struggle academically or with peers. At JabberDogs, speech-language pathologist Stephanie Mashik can help you or your loved one become a successful communicator. Based in Pasadena, California, JabberDogs offers private speech and language therapy at affordable rates. They also take insurance, including Blue Shield and Anthem Blue Cross of California. Visit JabberDogs.com for more information. That's J-A-B-B-E-R-D-O-G-S dot com. Today's episode features Sarah, who has been on our podcast before. Sarah has four children and is just completing a year after a big move. My name is Jane. I am married and I have four children. And almost a year ago, we moved. Um, We stayed in Southern California, but it was a far enough move to where it was a big life change for my children particularly my daughter, Megan, who is 11 years old and started fifth grade this year at a new school. And she's done really well. She's really, the year ended much better than it started as I would have expected. But um, she used to be very involved in extracurricular activities. She was dancing, she was doing an instrument. She was just She was kind of a go-getter. She liked keeping busy. She still likes keeping busy, but she doesn't want to do any extracurricular activities anymore if she cannot find a friend to do them with. And she's getting to that age, though, where, like, I know she enjoys to dance, and she wants to be on a dance team in high school. And even college, she talks about being on a dance team in college, but she won't do... We checked out maybe five dance studios, and she will not join any unless she can find a friend to do it with. And it's just not, even if she found a friend to do it with, it doesn't necessarily mean they have the same dance interest or they're at the same level. And so as far as extracurricular goes, she she's good at school, but then she shies away from everything outside of school. And I gave her some time to decide what she wanted to do. And now it's been almost a year and I, I want I want her to do things that she enjoys, not just because she can find somebody to do that with. But I don't know how to push her, but in a gentle way to where I know it's been hard enough for her. Okay. Um, I just had the privilege of meeting her and seeing her for the first time and uh, watching her with the other children um, was a beautiful piece. I mean, I just... I had 15 minutes, really, literally 15 minutes of watching these children. But what I was able to pick up just from that glance around the room, just nurturing, nurturing, caring, um, outgoing, responsible, right? Big. These are all positive, positive words about this child. 15 minutes, I didn't see all the attitude. I didn't see all the negative. You know, I saw a moment. I also saw a child who was watching me. She kept her eye on me. the entire time I was walking around the entire time I was looking the minute I arrived in your home she watched me wow 
watched me. So she's very, very attuned to who's around her, mm-hmm. very attuned to, and very protective. Mm-hmm. That's a very protective child, a very, um, and it's not that she's, I don't, you know, I don't know, she's, she should be suspicious. Who am I? She has no idea who I am. Am I, you know, going to come watch you? Am I going to be, I don't know. She, I mean, I don't know what you told her. So, but what she was very, very curious. She was curious enough where her eyes were not glaring like as in defense. Her eyes were glaring as in, look at me. Look at me. I'm looking at you. Look at me. Every time I would look at her more in, with an intent, she would smile. So what does that tell me? What does it tell you? Let me ask you, what do you think that tells you? And then I'll tell you what it tells me. What does that tell you just by that observation? I do think she's a very guarded person. She doesn't naturally put herself out there. I think she's, I think like any normal person, afraid of being rejected Mm -hmm. or having Mm -hmm. that feeling. Um, But she's very friendly. So I think when she gets a little bit of warmth, she'll give it back in tenfold. That's exactly what I felt. I felt like she wanted me to come to her. So if I had, if I would have just been hanging out, I would have gravitated to her. Mm-hmm. She would have been the first one I would have sat down with and just talked to because mm-hmm. I saw that she was, her eyes were longing for that, just pulling me in. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that and what you just said, what I would encourage you to do is, um, number one, uh, get her involved in helping next year with school, like maybe calling up the dance. Is there a dance program at the school? Not at the school. Okay. Then forget that one. Then in your community, you're going to find a younger program, maybe one that her siblings might be in or something, and you're going to get her involved volunteering. Don't expect her to do it, but you're going to get her in the door. Got it. And you're going to get her in a relationship because she likes relationships. Her eyes told me she likes relationships. She likes to be seen, but she doesn't want to be heard or she doesn't want the center. Yeah. She just wants to be seen. Just acknowledge me for who I am is what I saw. Yeah. Okay. So get her volunteering with a younger group or at the front desk, greeting people. Yeah. Getting to know the instructors. Say, hey, I, I would love to learn about your dance studio. I just, I'm a, I can volunteer. Is there anything I can do? Okay. Call ahead. That's perfect. I, my situation. youngest is almost three. So it would be a perfect, she is getting to the age where she could use some ways to release some energy yeah. so yeah. it would be yeah. great to involve I, them together i would yeah I would, I would just call around ask your friends ask people you've got to know who what dance studios would be that open to that okay and i would make that initial parent call that parent stop by say okay. this is what i have we just moved here my daughter's been in dance for this many years this is what she knows she's hesitant she's normal quote unquote she's doing what a fifth grader sixth grader should be doing mm-hmm. they don't want they they are these they're, they're little i call them amoebas they just have to go around in these little groups right yes. and they have to have each other to support each other mm-hmm. yeah that's what they that's who they are but you're you can get her in the door because she has the personal skills already she has okay. an ability to have that eye contact and she really wants to feel that I, immediately when i met her that was okay what I sensed and she was watching my every move so I know she's attentive I know she wants I know she wants something she is she's longing for yeah yeah some connection okay start there start with a camp I don't find something okay with that if there's something at the school the same thing you know I I could see her gravitating toward a teacher and being that teacher's that's what she's always wanted to do when she grows up is be a teacher okay so 
what I want you to do is call your elementary school uh-huh. and I want you to uh, have the secretary put a notice up in the teacher's lounge in the teacher's bo- mailbox area on an on a 8 by 10 piece of paper and say, uh, this age child is available to help you set up your classroom. Okay. Please call her. She's available from these days to these days. She's organized. She can. She's creative. She loves to help set up. She's available. Okay. Please call me if you're interested. There are a lot of teachers that love that help. Okay, that's love great. It. And they, a lot of teachers will pay them to do it. Got it. Minimum okay. wage or just a well, donation. She would love that too. That's another connection, right, with our community. That's what she's looking for. She is, for sure. And when you go any place new, that you have to kind of find those little niches for them. And exactly what you're saying. It's been a year and she hasn't made that. But it's this year, what, is, what did she work on? Let's look at what she did work on this year. Because she, she made worked a great a group lot. of friends. There we go. And she became the teacher's go-to person. He adored her. And yeah, she yeah. played a big role in the class this year, yeah. which I was so grateful for that she felt she felt really needed at school. Yeah. So. And that's... And that's that's her love, right? That you tell me that's her love. So she did a lot of great things this year. So she, that, that was sure. her focus. That was her emphasis. And you know, and it might actually be kind of who her personality might be. She might be not that group that, you know, they need to be with a large group of, of strangers. Mm-hmm. She might be more of an intimate person. And, Absolutely. I, and, I, and I felt that I really did feel that Yeah. within 15 minutes. I mean, first five minutes, I felt that just with her. Um, okay, so I kind of have a segue question to that. At what age do you stop reaching out in that way? So my, I have an older son, Connor, who's 13, mm-hmm. and he started seventh grade here yeah. this year. And hockey is very important to him. So luckily we were able to call before we even moved, and there was a hockey team here who had a space available for him. Great. So even before we moved, he had a spot on a team. And being on a team and having teammates is hugely important to him. Mm-hmm. Making friends and socializing with them outside of school is not yeah. very important That's to right. him. And it's, it's at, once again, a normal piece. Parents get so worried when uh, seventh and eighth graders stay home on the weekends they don't go out with their friends anymore they don't because you're not organizing it and yes. that's your question yes do i shred it no you shouldn't be organizing it okay because we want this downtime for them because what they're doing again is building their sense of self again okay they've reached that next plateau of development where they are really finding out who they are again and it doesn't mean we have to be with others and that's okay. what your daughter is also that amoeba piece you know they're with groups of organized activities but they are home a lot and parents get, I get a lot of worried phone calls like, God, my seventh grader, eighth grader just stay home. They do homework and they're home and they're on the couch and they don't get out of the bed. And you know, there's a difference between, you know, severe anxiety and depression or mild and then a child who's seventh and eighth grader who aren't, they aren't, they just want to kind of be. Okay. And so this is where you're going to find them reconnecting with you mm-hmm. and reconnecting with the family. Mm-hmm. And it won't be the same as you dream of this magical connection, it's going to look a little different because what they're going to be is more of um, more just kind of existing in your home and not in the sense of um, like we're going to go out, to, hey, we're going to go out for a family dinner um, and they may not be the biggest cheerleaders of that. Sure, They'll go along. Him. If it's not even a food he likes, he might be, Yeah. do I need to go? Yeah. And, and, and But that's an important piece too because what he's saying there is I'm feeling safe enough number one in my home, number mm-hmm. one in my community, and I'm feeling okay that I can separate out a little bit. Okay. And that's, 
we want that a little bit of separation from you, uh, but of also rejoining with the family, but it's that real mix. And that's what's so confusing for parents at this point. It's like, what, do I need to be setting a play date? No, you don't. You don't. You're going to set up, well, you're setting up an event this week with a bunch of family and friends that you care about. And that's beautiful because he's having that consistency. Mm -hmm. But with friendships, it's more of creating um, activities where if he wanted to invite someone, it would be, let's say we're going to go to the beach next Uh week. And hey, if everyone everyone wants to invite friends or we could just tell our friends via text, this is the lifeguard stand we're going to be at Mm -hmm. and allow that family to come or not okay but you don't have to okay create those okay you don't and it's a very it's a lovely time for them once again to create that sense of self okay um that's and that's important um it's definitely been a year change for him um both with the move and starting a new school but also physically he's he's definitely started puberty this year oh yeah i i I saw it yeah he's yes he's getting to be such a big boy but yeah how much is his room his space versus my space? Oh, okay. Here we go. You're not gonna. You may not like what I say on this one, but um, I, I truly all children from very young, um, from five and six all the way up, um, I let children have their room. Their space is their space. I I do want once a week as a family when we do chores that they do have to clean their room. Okay. And it's done in a very, uh, not a threatening way, but mm-hmm. as in, hey, let's go sort, let's get this pile, let's sort through it, and you're gonna teach them how to do laundry. You're gonna okay. teach them how to do it, not just demand and command. Okay. But what you're gonna teach in that process during that week when it's a mess is the very important thing, is you want your child to realize, without you nagging them to realize it, you want them to realize that this chaos in this room doesn't feel good but if you're telling them that your room's a mess i can't stand to see your mess i don't want to see your i don't they're not ever going to learn that until they go off and leave you okay you have to give them a chance to live in the mess okay to learn to not like the mess okay it is the hardest thing you will do as a parent on that and not well one of the hardest things but to let that go okay and to nurture them through that and to teach them how to clean that space nurturingly, not yelling at them and screaming yeah. at them and not holding things captive or hostage because they don't do it. It's everybody's cleaning their rooms. It's Saturday or Sunday, whatever that, remember that I talked about with this group, that day where yeah. we're gonna stay yeah. low? Yeah. That would be that day. Okay. You know, let's all clean our spaces. Let's get ready. Let's organize. Let's, you know, and if they say, it doesn't bother me, mom. Well, but I do need once a week for everything to be off the floor. Okay. If you have, I know some people have house cleaners that come in. That would be that day too, the day before that happens. Okay. Everything does have to be off the floor. But if he doesn't want to put his laundry away for the whole week. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Close that door. Okay. And let it go. Okay. What you can do is in the middle of the week, let's say it's still in a pile and they can't find their clothes or whatever it is, and they say, Mom, I can't find my shirt. I really wanted to wear that blah, 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 shirt. All right, let's go look for it together. And as you're looking for it together, what could you say in a nurturing way? Oh, I don't think I've ever said it in a nurturing way. But normally we would say Um, before we even said, let's go look for it together, we would have said what? Well, if you would have cleaned up your room, you would would know exactly where it was. Absolutely. But 
once again, if we want to teach. Okay, maybe. I see them. a lot of parents like I, one's biting their nails. Yeah. <laughs> it's against most of my natural instincts. It, right? It is. It, I was against mine. And I'm, yeah, it's hard. But I can tell you, I, and I, I don't normally share my personal stuff, but my girls, when we went to college, that was the biggest complaint was their roommates are slobs yeah. because they never had to clean. They never had to do anything. It was all done for them or they were threatened constantly. So they just kind of said, I'm not going to do it. Got it. And when okay. they went to college or went off to work, they were horrible roommates. Got it. Horrible. And you really want your children to learn before high school how it feels to have a chaos room and give them research. Tell them stories. Tell, okay. Teach them. When we have chaos around us, our environment is chaos, our, it reflects how we feel inside. Okay. And they're not going to learn that by you yelling at them. Yeah. We know that. So how could you teach that? Okay. But I just closed the door. Do you guarantee that they will get to the point of <laughs> realizing? Guarantee. Yes. Woo like, Money that back the chaos guarantee. will eventually calm itself and that they will get to that realization because that's where I would struggle. If, if they're not, how long do you give them? <gasps> Well, how many years? How many years do you have them? It might be until they're 18, they walk out your door and they go to college for the first time and then they get it. My it may not be in your home that they I, get I it. I know, but my fear is that if, if I've allowed this behavior for years and years and years, even with gentle, not reminders, I'm not sure how you say, not corrections even, but, but teachings along the way mm -hmm. with gentle teachings, what if their personality is so opposite of mine that they never get it, that that's just who they are. And then I've set them up for you're that terrible roommate <laughs> you're, you're and that. I didn't do anything to try to help it. Yeah. So the, the whole idea of, of teaching a child how to do what you want them to do is you have to, when number one, tag in, when you say, well, the child might be opposite of who I am, yeah, well, okay, so who is that child? What the child is looking for you to do is find out who they are. They're not opposite of who we are. They're just not us. Who are they? What do they value? So if your child is just a mess and likes to live in a mess and you are saying, no, I'm not going to have rodents and animals living in your room and there's food, no. So you can set the limits on so many things where, you know what, I'm not going to allow food to go in your room anymore because it stays in there too long. You can set parameters that will be stepping stones for them to get what you're actually ultimately teaching. So if they have an ex excess of clothes and the clothes are constantly in piles and piles and they don't know where their clothes are and they come out to you and say, mom, I have no socks to wear. I don't know. You know, and you say, well, where are you? Well, okay. Well, their socks are piled up somewhere in your room. I'm not going to buy you anymore. So you have to make a decision here. You can set some parameters. Don't buy your children more clothes if they can't take care of the ones they have. Don't buy, you know, you see how you can set these parameters where they like start learning about things. And, and one rule that I had with my kids, if every time you, you bought a new item, you had to get rid of two more. So if you brought in a pair of shoes, you had to donate or get rid of two shoes you're not wearing anymore. It's, we had to have this game so they'd understand that we just don't keep on getting and piling things up but there's no guarantee but if we are nagging them constantly they don't who, who learns in nagging well, who learns I'm just to
clarify here. This is Claire, <laughs> and we've had a conversation before, and I just, I think it's very telling of my personality that I am super high-strung, and I have the unrealistic expectations of my children. And so I feel like what is a mess to me yes, right. is probably not a exactly. mess to most people exactly. in this room except one. Exactly. Um, but most would probably allow, I, we don't do food, the bed has to be made every day. For the most part, I'd love for the shoes to be in the closet. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that my standards are probably way too high. So. Yeah, and, and imagine if you were to give them a chance. Give it, give it a one month or twenty-one day. That's that's the psychological change, right there. Give the twenty-one day where you don't say anything, where you kind of let it go, and you just create the parameters and say, "This is what I." Hopefully, by the time you leave my home at eighteen, wherever you decide to go in your life, these are the things I would love for you to learn. See what you can pull off. See what you can learn. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is what it. It's hard when we have our our issues and our needs, and we try to place them on our children. But um, yeah, no guarantee, but it's, but it's far better than <laughs> nagging your children constantly. And if, yeah. you know, you know what really is an important thing too, we're talking about peers and bringing peers over to your home. It's really quite amazing when you teach your children some basic things and then they go to someone else's home and they see, oh, either they're really messy or they're really clean or if they invite their friends over. And you'll be amazed when they start cleaning their room. It's like, oh, well, that's interesting. Now they want their room to she look neat. She did that the other day. She totally went through all of her drawers on her own. On her own entirely. And she was getting rid of stuff and weeding stuff. And it was folded in piles of who they were being donated to. And that's usually wow. me sitting there doing that with her but she but so what did you teach her over the years what do you that, that you taught her. do it <laughs> well no you taught her beyond that you taught her a beautiful value of number one giving no i don't need something i'm going to give it away number two folding oh my gosh that's amazing in its own thing that she had little piles that were folded so you've taught her so many beautiful things i ask you that question did you say anything to her and a positive thing when she was after the fact. I, I did. I said, "Wow, I'm super impressed. I can't believe you did that." I, I didn't. Say, I, I don't think I said I can't. Believe yeah, you. I hope you didn't, I say, didn't that. say that. <laughs> I was just like, "I am so proud of you. Like you did that all on your own, and you did a great job. Like they look beautiful. Your drawers look beautiful. I mean, they're the whole Marie Kondo all the way yeah, folded yeah. the right way, and you open it, and you can see they were color coordinated, and yeah, all of it. She did a really, really good job, and and I didn't prompt her that she entirely on her own. Well, look at, so th there's your guarantee. You asked for a guarantee. What did she just do? She did it. She did it. <laughs> go and go back and go back and think of the praise. Your praise was great. Think about one more praise you could add on there. The first one would be, it is so cool that you want to, you're able to give things away. Yeah. You're able, you're thinking about others. And when you're thinking about others, you decide to put them in piles. I would have started with that piece. Uh, yeah. That was a beautiful. And I, and I think we talked about it. I, I know I asked what, what are, are these what piles, are piles yeah, for yeah, and she was yeah. able to identify who yeah. was getting each one and so pretty cool um I just yeah so I was really proud of her but well, I just you got your guarantee you did it that's that was your guarantee thanks <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have more you have more problems <laughs> okay i'll go fast i'll go fast yes two, two, two more two more issues 
Um, okay, back to Jane. Drew is my seven-year-old. He's always kind of been, um, like, he's kept me on my toes. Mm -hmm. Always. Oh, I, I saw it. I always. saw it. I saw it in my brief introduction. Yes. Yeah. Always. I saw it. Um, and a lot of it he's grown out with and grown out of and matured. He used to, um, I mean, he can argue with you till mm -hmm. the cows come home and didn't matter if he was nowhere right, he would insist he was right. And lately I've noticed things like he'll say, oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. And then he'll drop it. Mm. So there's been some changes that are just like, oh, wow, we didn't argue about this random sure. silly fact sure. or you didn't sure. with your sibling. But he's very impulsive and he reacts to situations so quickly before he gives them a moment to play out and will even go so far as to get mad at something before he's even let the action unfold. And then he would find that he didn't need to yell at that person. Mm -hmm. There were no bad intentions there. It just, in his head, I assume he's thinking, she's gonna wrong me in some way or he's gonna wrong me in some way, so I'm gonna yell at them before they can do that. Sure, sure. But that person wasn't looking to do that at all. Mm. So that's one that I was kind of hoping we would be past by now, um, just because my other, my older, his older siblings are not necessarily that way. They, they have quite a bit of patience. So how do I model for him to, um, stop and let the situation unfold because I feel like he starts a lot of fights unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he would be one um, that I would go, let's say you're around in the kitchen just kind of hanging out and he just res responds or reacts to something or outside and you, you, you're, you're in that area. One of you, you or your husband are in that area. I would just go stand behind him and near him and, and put your hands on his shoulders and just give him that physical touch mm -hmm. um, because he, I, I mean, I, once again, I just, I saw these kids very quickly, but um, but he is one who I, 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 I could see just with the introduction of him meeting me and just giving me a hello, um, uh, he just, yeah, he, he really, really didn't want to, acknowledge that even that I even existed but um, it wasn't like he was rude uh -huh. but he just keeps moving he, just, he does he just keeps moving he's always so moving. he doesn't pause is my issue yeah so I, I guess that's my point yeah if we can teach him how to pause okay that's what you're saying he doesn't know how to pause he just moves yeah he just moves so um, to help a child who doesn't know how to pause you don't tell them to pause you help them pause so you help their body stop okay so with him I think physical touch especially on the shoulders for him, because mm -hmm. um, he he holds himself very, uh, he he looks very strong and very he holds he is, himself yeah. very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and he does. He loves. He's my cuddle bug. Like he will. Okay, be so the one touch who, would be a good thing. Yeah. yeah so so he loves. So I would I, yeah I would just go ahead and kind of go behind him and be a support because what he's saying in not so many ways is I need a little bit, I need some help here. Okay. And I don't know how to defend myself, and so I just have to react quickly because that's my defense mechanism. I'm just going to react really quick. Okay. And then I'll stop and think. Once I think, then I feel guilty and bad, and then I have remorse. And that's the piece I really want you to work on with him too because he needs to under... You, you kind of go backwards a little bit with children, if, especially an impulsive child. You work on the end result okay. of, you know what, I noticed that when you finally do realize you're wrong or you do realize that something 
you just kind of acted really quick. Mm -hmm. I kind of see you kind of melt a little bit or kind of you don't know kind of how to what to do at that point he does not know how to take responsibility yeah for his actions yeah. when he's in the wrong yeah so much so to where his it is written in his kindergarten report card <laughs> that he does not know how to take responsibility for his actions when there's a situation on the yeah. playground yeah. or something yeah so yeah and th- th- that 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 has to be taught so he he has not picked up on those cues on that one yet um, so what I need you to do, and, and it's not abnormal, it really isn't, but for, for his, where he lays, where he's in the family structure, mm-hmm. he, he's had to kind of defend himself. He had, he's, he's had to play this game. He really wants to, to be like the older ones and he really doesn't want to, you know, he's trying to pull himself out of the being that younger. He's that, it's that middle child. Yeah. It's that piece. He doesn't, but what he, what he missed out on was as the younger ones were being born that moment where you taught him hey hey when you you know that cuddle time that little moment of cuddling with him and at the end of the day and say you had a you were just so on top of everything today and attacking everybody and when i saw you attack and when you finally realized you know and you were defending yourself you weren't really listening you would just keep on you kept on going you kept on mm-hmm. you know and you didn't you didn't know how to stop and so as parents what we can do is teach i'm gonna i'm gonna be behind you i'm gonna come near you when i see that happening kind mm-hmm. of draw your attention to it and then when you're cuddling with them or having one-on-one time you're going to teach them it when you have made a mistake what can you do when you make when you when you need to make amends how do you how does that look what, what do you want to do to make amends with people and he's going to be one who's going to do really well with sending someone a note giving oh. someone a physical piece uh-huh. because the verbiage coming yeah. out of his mouth will not happen. The idea of looking vulnerable no. is so hard no, for him. No, So he would do really well with sliding a note under the door or uh-huh. or writing his sister a, a quick note and, okay. and pinning it on the mirror. Posted notes will be his best friend Okay, where he can make amends versus the, the nonverbal yeah. make amends and that'll bridge that little piece for him because that verbiage is... Ooh, for him, you know, yeah. he, 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 no, he, he, yeah, he did. Yeah. I could just see him walking. I mean, he's just going to avoid that, yep. just avoid that piece. For sure. Yeah. So teach him the nonverbal, nonverbal okay. and, and verbal are as important as each other. And okay. we just have to teach both ways because not everyone's a verbal person, you okay. know, and nonverbal is, and he's a cuddler. So he's also nonverbal. He's, he yeah. likes that physical touch. He does. So that's how he communicates. So yeah. you're going to communicate to him by saying, we're going to help you when we're seeing you get in a very defensive mode. We're not going to come and look at you and with shame. We're going to stand behind you, put my hand on your shoulder, and I'm there to help you. Okay. And when I put my hand on your shoulder, that means I need you to stop and think for a second. Okay. If you want to spew, spew, but my hand's going to get a little tighter on your shoulder. Okay. <laughs> to remind you that you're kind of going overboard. Okay. Limits. He just, yeah, he just doesn't know that yet. He okay. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So it was very apparent in kindergarten. That's yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Okay. But yeah, nonverbal, but nonverbal is his piece. You, you would think, right? He's so verbal. He is. But he's using it. That's a defense. Yeah. He's not really thinking, as you know. It's that mm-hmm. real spewing yeah. of. He doesn't really get. But he needs. We need to rebalance him out and teach him how he best communicates. Okay. Start with what he knows and what he's comfortable with, and then he'll be able to back off on that verbal attack. Okay. Okay, thank you.
Okay. Do you have time for another? Okay. You okay. <laughs> okay. You don't just have to ignore one. This is okay. But like this one. Already, so we're okay. Good. So lastly, I would like to talk about Kate, who will be three in a month. Three has always been a hard age for me. I've never really dealt with the terrible twos, but yeah. once three hits, like my children seem to just. Oh man. Oh man. Just, <laughs> well, but, are, but three, three, threes are difficult. I, I really, I tell, I'll say it again. I t- it's not terrible twos. It is threes. It is threes, 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 threes oh. and 13. Boy, those are the years. They are. It's, it's I mean, she's not three yet, but she's starting. Yeah. She might as well be because yeah. she is just, she knows what she wants. She, I mean, she, she's just, she used to be so sweet. <laughs> and now she just is so. She speaks so harshly and you know, she, she used to be, sorry, mama, sorry, mama. It was an accident, mama. And she, now she, you know, she's, I don't want to. And you know, she just, I, she or I didn't do that. Her. I didn't yeah. do that. I didn't do that. She has a mind of her own yeah. and she's verbalizing it. And, um, I need some coping mechanisms to get me through <laughs> the next year or so without losing my mind. Yeah. She, she's a twirler. She's a dancer. She's a mover. Yes. Um, and everything she does, she moves in a rhythm. She has a really great rhythm about her. Um, so she needs to, yeah, you need to, number one, drain her. Literally yeah. drain her. So, yeah, just yeah. what you were saying, I need to get her in something. Well, and she and I, since we moved, and then the pre, we moved right at the beginning of the school year last year. Mm-hmm. The preschools were full. Yeah. I don't yeah. know anybody here. So, oh, so we you've, have you've, spent, <laughs> oh boy. literally, this is my first break away from her. I did go to the market on Friday night. <laughs> Other than that, she and I are together. Yeah all the time what a beautiful time and right beautiful I mean, time what a bonding we are experience ridiculously close yeah. which i yeah. adore because she's my youngest yes. of four and i sure. know how fast it goes yeah yeah but i also know what i have in store for me yeah. and so i'm yeah, trying to I, mentally prepare myself yeah for yeah so as i say again she's a mover she's a dancer she prances she yeah so and, and you're not so much that way you are but you're not as as much as she is so she's gonna yeah. have to take in everything by movement okay um so um whatever you can do you drop you drop the kids off at school is she gonna go to preschool she this year? preschool and oh, also great. at the end of august well, that's so gonna, that's gonna be lovely for her it, yeah. it will be good yeah and it's yeah so um but you know the way she's gonna be managing everything is by movement so when you're trying to get her up to bed in the night and all the other kids are awake your coping mechanism is you're gonna do a lot of um, enticement through movement. So okay. how to get her up the stairs or into her bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of hop on my back. Let's go. Let's race. Let's go. Um, or let's go um, for a, a walk. Just, just you and me. Let's okay. go for a walk for 20 minutes. Okay. Let's go run up and down the street, whatever it is, family walk. But okay. just that bond with you again and then bring her back in into the home. But you have to do a lot of I'm going to you're going to be with her. I mean, in the afternoon, it's going to be chaos because you got to pick up the other children. She's uh-huh. going to be tired, um, but you have to get her moving okay. for 15, 20 minutes and then expect five or 10 minutes of focus okay. or what you want her to do. So everything's okay. going to be in dance mode okay. with her. Okay. Yeah, that's, she's a mover. She, she is, is. an absolute mover. And she's different than your son, though. Your son is a mover and he is a nonverbal mover where he just kind of observes his world. Uh-huh. She takes everything in by movement. Mm-hmm and dances upon that okay so um that's one coping mechanism to really help you realize that a lot of uh, 
you have a dog. I mean, let me just use your dog as an yes. example. When you were raising your dog as a puppy, uh-huh. do you remember those? It seems so long ago, but it does. Yes. Yeah. But do you remember that you he would sleep, right? Yes. And he'd wake up. Mm-hmm. You would go take him outside to go to the bathroom, yeah. and then he would come in, and you would do activities with him. Mm-hmm. She's going to be that same interval of of breaking things down in movement, okay. activity, movement, rest. Okay. Movement, activity, movement, rest. She needs that same system. So, okay. And I, so I don't like to compare children to dogs, but it is the same concept okay. of draining them out. Yeah. Focus. Cause when I say focus, I mean trying to get them just to brush their teeth or to do things you want her to do or to sit down and eat a meal. Okay. Um, she has to get that out. Okay. Um, she's also very verbal. She is. And she likes to use screaming. She does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she's learned to use screaming as a response to everything and anything. And, and the people around her, what do they do when she screams? What is? They're all loud children. Okay. So she's not alone okay. in that. Okay. So that, so, that doesn't ir- so that doesn't bother you and that doesn't... No, it all bothers okay. me. I, oh, it all, it all, it thing all that bothers, bothers me Got it. is being loud. Okay. I, I can... I, even more than being messy. Okay. Being loud okay. is... It just bothers me. Okay. So um, if, if a child, because she's just taking what the other children are doing too. So have that family rule conversation about, you know, setting up some rules when school starts okay. about loudness in the house. And if okay. you do need to be loud or you do need to use words that are inappropriate, whatever it is that they're doing that would annoy you, it could be any of that. Um, it's remove. So if we have screaming, it's, you know, your screaming is really beginning to bother me and it's very yeah. loud. I'm going to take you outside and you can scream all you want outside because this is a loud outside scream voice. Okay. And just set those parameters. She's going to learn that in school, okay. which is going to be a, a beautiful piece. Yeah. She yeah, hasn't yeah. had that yet. So she, she will learn that when she goes to preschool. And that's going to be fun to watch her learn that because um, she's had a whole year of using sure. it as a great tool. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, yeah. So, okay. But it's, it's, it's giving her a space to do things. So if a child's saying the poo-poo word or... or the, the potty mouth words, yeah. right? So we talked about that. You yeah. know, it's giving them the space. If they need to do it, you can do it. I don't want to hear it constantly, yeah. but you can go into your room and scream all you want or outside here and scream. Okay. And you're not going to shut the door behind them and lock it, uh-huh. but you can just stand there and give them that space to do it. And they either do it or they don't. Okay. You're allowing her to have a space to do it. Okay. Do you have like a power struggle? Let's say she wants something, but she's not willing ask for it nicely she's telling you what she wants she wants you to go get it sure do you say okay can you ask me nicely and do you wait until they do that yeah i I don't return the action i yeah i encourage you to set the yeah i will i will if you that's what you want i need to hear the complete sentence okay and i'm gonna continue to wash the dishes when you're ready come to me and then if I know that's likely going to end up with her screaming yes. and crying. Yes, and falling in the ground. Which I usually try to avoid. And falling in the ground. But that's I, the problem right there. Yes. Don't avoid it. Let her work through it. Okay. Let her scream and yell and not get it. Okay. Right? Don't. That's what she's learned. Yeah. She's learned. If I go to this level, it's I got it. Yeah. But since you are home with her and, send, and especially the summer and with all the kids, talk to all your children and say, this is how we're going to do it, guys. We're not, I mean, I did this with you. I did this and I'm not, you know, we can't give in to people when they have tantrums. Yeah. Set okay. the parameter. Okay. Let it work out because that, that tantrum is a, is a 
oh someone else is biting nails. that tantrum is a releasing of all that energy that that feeling of and do i just let it happen and just continue with what i'm doing or do i make her know like i'm here for you when you're ready yeah, it, to it all depends see um it all depends on the this different tantrums the tantrum where they just kind of melt i call it the snowman tantrum they kind oh, of yes. melt remember yes. this mm-hmm. they melt on the ground yep. and they just have to release yep i always tell the child i'm right i don't leave them in that space yep. i don't completely leave them um but i don't give attention to it okay so i'm going to be over here by the kitchen or i'm going to be on the couch reading my book or i'm going to be right over here doing laundry i'm going to go to the bathroom i'm here you really look like you just need to let it loose. Okay. I'm not leaving you, but I see that you need to let it loose. Uh-huh. Versus if it's a tantrum and remember they come at you and they're attacking you. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the attack one where mm-hmm. you do protect yourself and you do hold them if they yeah. can be held. Back to your chest. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. It all depends on, you know your child and you know what time of day yeah. it is. It's the day, the time of day is huge. For sure. Because I mean, right now it's five it's, o'clock. Uh-huh. Yep. And she's not napped today. And yeah. Oh. And she's not with her mom, so yeah. she's yeah, she's in great yeah, she's in great exactly. form. She's yep. in great form right now, <laughs> for and, sure. And yeah, in the background we hear her crying, so I we know what's going on. And yeah, you know, be and that's where as parents we, we it's everything isn't black and white. It's parenting. This is where you look at the yeah. whole picture. The adult, what did what did we do as an adult today? So as an adult today, we didn't have a nap. We didn't provide the nap time. Um, she's overstimulated, which is great. You know, it's vacation. It's fun. Um, but as the adult, then you have to protect her and take care of her. Mm-hmm. So if we weren't sitting here talking, you would be there and it would not be punishing her or, or saying, oh, I'm going to leave you. It's, you know what? We've had a really amazing fun day today. You're really tired. You're hungry. I'm going to help you. Okay. That's what it looks like. That's okay. your survival tools right now is okay. know what you've created and then what they've created. Okay. See that difference? Sure. Yeah. Because if we, if as parents, we create some scenarios we know we're going to have to pay for. Yeah. But then there's just, they woke up this way. They woke up a grump. Yeah. That's going to be your teaching moment right there. That's going to be your, I'm going to slow things down and I'm going to help you. Okay. But yeah, that's the difference. Know what you've created and know what they naturally are going through, I guess is the big piece. Okay, so let me ask you in this situation where you know she's outside and I can go out there and calm her in an instant or I could stay in this group situation and try and learn from others and contribute. Sure. And she has another parent out there. Yes. So I'm just going to throw that out there. She's not out there with somebody she doesn't know. You know what I mean? This is her home. That's right. And, you know, so there's familiar (laughs) settings here. Yes. Can I ask you what your advice would be to I I would 100% stay right here because what she needs to learn is that relationship with the other adult, with the other whoever you know whatever yeah. adult is taking care of her in this sense it's, it's her father so he he will learn how to manage this okay and you as we came into this group today you told him if something comes out of control slide a note under our door and i yeah. you know and i will come out to help okay. you well okay. he knows the limits there's no yep. note under the there's door there's no no i'm looking no and and, and what he's okay. learning is yeah, something that too. like give him some trust yeah he's okay. asking everybody yeah. on the post <laughs> i know <laughs> all, 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 all. yeah Okay. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to rescue. We don't need to rescue our spouses. We need to help them and teach them. And also, it, you know, when you're all, when you're all done, though, go give him a hug. I said, and tell him. I know that must have been really tough. Okay. Because that was hard to hear her screaming, and I know you didn't. No one likes it. Sure. And I'm sorry. 
and if you have any, you know, if, if you need to know what, you know, just I can help you, but trust. Okay. I mean, how often does he get the children one-on-one? That's the, that's the big thing. Too. Yeah. Not often. Well, and that's, that's a big piece of parenting. When you yeah. have a, a family situation, if you have spouses, you need to trust them and let, allow them to have that relationship. It's yeah. very different than yours. And that's an important piece, especially when she's going off to preschool next year. Yeah. She's going to learn a whole other relationship with another adult. Mm-hmm. And they have to learn those pieces. Okay. So, yeah, let it go. Sit here. Okay. We're not okay. letting you out. Okay. Here. Thank you. Okay. Everyday Parenting is produced by me, Teresa Wang. The music you hear in our podcast is courtesy of the Emmy Award-winning artist, Stephen Morell. If you have a question for Mary Beth and the Everyday Parenting podcast community, please join us on our Facebook group. Just search for Everyday Parenting Group on Facebook. Don't miss our next episode. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Also, please take the time out to 